0: Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth.
1: Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that needs somebody, not just anybody. Somebody, honey, Hellmouth.
0: Hellmouth. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Oh, something about help? Is that. Yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is that a Beatles song? It is. Okay.
1: They're a an indie band. You may not have heard of them. uh, The Beatles. Uh, Help. It's a lesser known song. By this this indie band. band. (laughs) Yeah. Listen,
0: I'm I've never been a huge Beatles fan, personally, which I think is like maybe a weird stance to take.
1: (laughs) I don't think you need to be a huge Beatles fan to recognize some of the most (laughs) well-known lyrics to any song i mean it was
0: my first thought this is season seven episode four help original air date october 15th 2002 see what i did there you it was the title of the yeah yeah but i sort of ruined it by being a weirdo about the beatles Little bit, little bit (laughs) see in any other circumstance i would have sung the song i think but like (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't get the tune so instead i just was weird about it yeah
1: Man. <laughs> Michaela, I have a question for you right off the bat here. What's that? Is Dawn a better Xander than Xander ever was?
0: <laughs> yes. She's a million times better than Xander ever was. Yes. At being Xander. At being Xander, yes. Because she is in the same boat as Xander, and she's like paddling far ahead of Xander's boat, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she is the heart of the group. She's the butt monkey, as we see right at the start. Yeah. But she also does the things that the heart should do. She's proud of herself. She's actually legitimately funny in a way that I've never found Xander to be funny.
0: And yeah, she's doing the detective work that the person with no powers should be doing. Yeah, Like... She's be- she's so useful.
1: And then Xander's just there being like, well, I'm looking at a computer right now. And I'm like, cool. Can you use a computer yourself? He's like, no, I can look at one though.
0: Yeah. What does he contribute to that scene? Nothing. Some dumb jokes that aren't funny.
1: What does he contribute to this episode? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> This is the foremost Xander-hating Buffy podcast, so I mean, obviously we're not going to be super up on Xander, but he's a worse Xander than Dawn is somehow. And Dawn's supposed to be a hated character.
0: We've really come full circle on hating Xander, which I think, mm-hmm. like, it really fits with the theme of this season, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's all, it's all circles here.
0: Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and again, not that this is necessarily a deep cut, because it's not a reference, but it really just feels like going back to our roots, you know? There's mm-hmm. a woman, she's lying in a casket, and maybe she's a vampire, you know?
1: <laughs> maybe she is. All of the Scoobies, sorry, not all of the Scoobies, because Allison Hannigan was busy for the filming of this episode. She was... She's in, a, she's in like, two scenes. She I think she was on later. set for two days.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Did she, like, I mean, Xander doesn't need to be here. Why would Willow be here?
1: (laughs) Xander doesn't need to be a lot of places he shows up this episode. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, we're hunting some vampires. We've got the Scoobies sneaking into a morgue at night in, or sorry, a funeral home in caskets themselves. Dawn, despite being the largest Scooby here, (laughs) has been... She's been crammed into a child-sized coffin.
0: Like Buffy is so much shorter than her. <laughs> she's tiny. It's <laughs> insane. Why did Buffy get a real <laughs> coffin? Buffy is arguably child-sized, do you know? Like yep. she's a short adult woman. This is the thing too. There's like some physical comedy surrounding that and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. wacky old Don. What a right. what a romp, you know?"
1: <laughs> wacky Don and Xander's here too. Good for him. <laughs> They do manage to, through all of them combined, stake a single vampire who does nothing more than opens her eyes. So good
0: job to them. I just have a lot of questions about the people who work at this funeral home and how <laughs> what often... What they think happened to this body. Right, like how often they open up coffins that they expect bodies to be in and just find a pile of dust. Yep. Mm, but maybe mm. they're used to it. It's Sunnydale, I guess. It is Sunnydale. yeah.
1: So this episode, Buffy is starting her first week of real-life counseling at the school. She has decided to wear a yeehaw (laughs) shirt to do so. And she has more unbelievable extensions, as you've put it?
0: No, I said more believable.
1: Oh, more believable, Because
0: in that first episode, there's a particular shot I have where her extensions are so clearly extensions. And I have to imagine she still has extensions here. But I think that they are a lot better than they used to be. Yeah, Yeah, this shirt, it is embroidered in the way of a cowboy shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the yeehaw. 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 She's wearing so much white these days. Mm. But man,
1: her lipstick is so much better than it used to be she's got that red lipstick and it actually works for her
0: Well, this is i actually have a problem later when there's one particular outfit slash day whatever you want to call it because this episode sort of happening over the course of a week where mm-hmm. she's wearing pink makeup it's a lot it's very pink based oh, yeah. and it's mm. bad times the red is so much better especially with the white shirt like this yeah
1: Yep. So, Buffy is counseling. She's got a couple students coming in to see her. She's got, what, the girl who's being bullied and is oddly tall looking. She's
0: very tall. Holy God.
1: Yeah, yeah she must be friggin' huge. We only see her sitting down, I think. You've got the, I'm sure what Buffy would call an urban youth, <laughs> who she's helping with tough love. And they're, <laughs> there's like... Do you know the internet sketch comedy duo Britannic? No. They've done a few videos that are really good, and one of them is every award-winning movie trailer ever. Okay. And it's just going through what makes an Oscar trailer. And it's really good. Oh, and I think... And there's one...
0: You told me about this when...
1: Yes, uh, there's some fucking East Coast Oscar bait movie that came out a couple years ago. It was like a Casey
0: Affleck movie, I think. Yes,
1: it was. And you, uh, it was... you
0: were so mad because it fit every trope, and then it won Oscars.
1: Then it won Oscars, yeah. yeah. No, it's a real formula. Anyway, <laughs> there's one line in that where they're going through like the more outre stuff that you can do to win an Oscar. Right, of course. And it's got a scene of the protagonist sitting in a school with a a Latin American youth, and the line is something like,
0: (laughs) Also, I've got to use tough love to help this Latin American teenager believe in himself.
1: And when I saw this kid, I was like, oh no, oh Buffy, oh no. (laughs) You've done the thing that they mocked you for doing.
0: Yeah, it's true. Like, while this was happening, where Buffy is speaking to these youths with their youth Mm -hmm. problems, all I could think was, is this a good job for Buffy? Does she know how to face problems? Doesn't she just run away from all of her problems? And
1: this is great because everyone in this season so far has always said, Oh, these kids are so lucky to have (laughs) Buffy.
0: Buffy looking out for them, helping them out. And you're just like, have any of you met Buffy?
1: And you know what? If they say it enough times... It's bound to be true, right? I guess that's what they're banking you just, on. You repeat it and you repeat <laughs> it and you repeat it, and suddenly it becomes true that these kids are so lucky to have Buffy looking out for them. A relatable peer that is only six, six? to eight, five to six. six yeah, on six average, years. I think. Yeah four to eight years older than them
0: yeah and like what a
1: relatable peer
0: i mean this this coming in the same episode where buffy threatens a student with violence <laughs> she threatens to go upside his head
1: yeah uh, yeah i mean she's got to use tough love, tough love to connect with the student oh man oh god oh yeah. boy um, and it gets better and better because the other student were introduced here to hear is Zachary Ty Bryan from Home Improvement whom I've, whom I've called Homeroom Improvement. Yeah, that's very clever. I'm very impressed. Isn't it though? It's... He's Brad from Home Improvement <laughs> yeah. and he's here trying to get out of class slash maybe flirt with Buffy.
0: Yeah, I was always a JTT girl myself mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm not that excited to see Zachary Ty Bryant. but uh, honestly from what I remember, I think he looks pretty much the same.
1: He looks identical like to how hair? I know oh man, home improvement. Yeah. <laughs> he's like got he walked the off one set hair. onto Buffy.
0: <laughs> I mean he was what, ten years younger on home improvement, so <laughs> Right. <laughs> I can't imagine that he actually looks identical, but that's fine. Yeah. In the
1: mind's eye at least.
0: So I mean he's introduced as just trying to get out of biology class is why he's mm-hmm. here. And then yeah, we're also introduced to some weird nerd who wants to date Buffy. Yes. Yeah, saying That's... he's he's gay and he needs to date Buffy to find out if it's true. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, honestly this would probably happen. Yeah. Buffy's young and attractive. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's gross though. <laughs> Anyways. Oh,
1: it's super gross. Yeah. Willow gets her main scene this episode where she's talking with Xander. She's on the those kids are so lucky to have Buffy talking to them. <laughs> everyone's on that train oh yeah i was
0: so ready to mm, make fun no that's maybe the wrong word (laughs) to give her guff throw some Mm -hmm. shade at her very dark outfit and then i found Mm. out what she was here to do and i was like oh no nope it's fine that's a fine outfit for this very somber occasion
1: yeah she's visiting tara's grave and good for her it's hard for her to do this
0: yeah yeah I have an interesting little factoid. Mm-hmm. When she shows up at the grave, she leaves some small stones on top of the tombstone. Right. And that is apparently a Jewish tradition to recognize oh. that the dead are remembered and indicate that someone has been to visit the grave. And I'm like, oh. "They remembered that Willow's Jewish." Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to call that a deep cut for this episode. For sure. Cuz like when's the last time that came up, right? <laughs> been a while yeah
1: (laughs) see i was very impressed that they had more than one set and i was like oh look at you with your matching shoes and your more than three sets
0: (laughs) okay also i understand and like i have been a proponent of how many graveyards there are in sunnydale (laughs) but we have never seen this graveyard (laughs) this lakeside graveyard (laughs) like where is this (laughs) yeah and like xander is here in this scene so that willow has someone to talk to (laughs) Like that's it. What is he what is he contributing? (laughs) Mm, Nothing. Uh, This could have just been Buffy, anyways.
1: Michaela, let's go into our first segment this evening. Superpower hour. No,
0: I know
1: I'm
0: no Superman. I'm no Superman. Ooh.
1: Michaela, what would your ideal minor superpower be? So something along the lines of, like, you know, cookies are always fresh when you bite into them sort of thing.
0: Interesting. So, like, things like invisibility and flight are right out.
1: Those are right out. Yeah, yeah. those are far too powerful. We're talking, right. like, the Jubilee from Max men like, you know, <laughs> pyrotechnic displays.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, Jubilee. Does Jubilee ever actually accomplish anything?
1: Yes, but they have to really stretch it. Because people are like, ah, my eyes, I'm dazzled. <laughs> it, uh, it, yeah, it tends to go a bit fay, I guess, where they're like,
0: oh no. So she's like the Sither Mercury of the group.
1: I don't know sailor lore well so enough. So then Mercury
0: just makes a bunch of bubbles and people are like, ah, I can't see through the yes. bubbles. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: that's Jubilee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Maybe you could go for bubble powers. <laughs> Would that be useful to you?
0: I mean, that'd be pretty. I'd always be just like making bubbles at people. Oh, that'd be annoying for everyone else. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs>
1: um, Let me think. You go first. All right. Well, this is coming from a very personal place, but if I could have the power of I can fix minor computer or technical problems just by touching the computer (laughs) slash technical device yeah god it would help a lot of things I've got a laptop here where the charging port isn't working very well I've got a computer with a hard drive that just died yesterday in it and I'm like oh no but I could have fixed you and like I've got this 3d printer if I could just lay on hands there Mm. It would, uh, it would go a lot better for me, in general, this whole thing.
0: Right. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's your whole life, is yeah. computers and computer-based things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be... That's a good one. You know, if my nail polish never chipped...
1: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so much.
0: Because you, you might say to me, oh, Michaela, just get shellac. Get some sort of gel nail, right? And those were sure, exactly
1: the words that I was thinking, yes.
0: Those don't ever chip. They're also a huge bitch to get off of your nails. You end right. up going back to the salon and then you're trapped in this cycle because you're like, well, I'm already here to get my stupid nail polish off. Might as well get some more put on. And then you're paying off this <laughs> money for your fucking nails. So yeah, mm-hmm. if I could just put like normal nail polish on that was easy to take off and it wouldn't chip, whew, that's yeah. exciting stuff. What a saving. <laughs> what a saving. Yeah.
1: All right. Good superpower hour.
0: <laughs> I think I may have lowballed, but it's not real, so who gives a shit?
1: <laughs> All right. So now we are introduced to the most troubled of youths that uh, Buffy is going to be talking to. This so one's yeah. named Cassie.
0: I've got two pictures here. Mm. This is where Buffy is too pink. Right. It's horrible. Odds. Oh, I mean, like the rest of this episode, she just looks so good. And with this yeah. pink eyeshadow and this pink lipstick, it... Oh,
1: there's some gloss happening here, too.
0: Oh, well. I you know. That's a given, I Gotta think. gloss it up. Yeah. And I've also got a picture of our friend Cassie that I've called hmm. so alternative.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she is extremely She's alternative. so
0: alternative?
1: God, her fucking website. Which, kudos to the Kudos to the showrunners for actually putting in a computer screen that didn't make me want to shoot myself.
0: Right? Like, it seemed really on the nose. Like, they've oh, hired yeah. a 15-year-old girl to make them a website. And they're like, just do and it from it the heart. And
1: awful poetry.
0: Oh, the poet. God, there was a lot of poetry reading There's happening. so much poetry in like, this We're, episode. We're doing more poetry. Wow. That's, wow. Yeah. It's
1: special. <laughs> so, right, Cassie is troubled. She thinks she's going to die on Friday. Yeah. In
0: fact, she is certain that she's going to die on Friday. And, you know, Buffy immediately is like, what, "Like, why are you thinking about hurting yourself? You don't have to do that. And Cassie's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to commit suicide. I, no, no, no. I'm i just going to die. Yeah. And then is shown to have
1: premonitions
0: <laughs> yeah precognition something she knows certain things about the future yeah that come true basically yeah.
1: and they can't be changed the future is fixed like well if i'm gonna die this friday that sucks and she's in a bad place about that and you know what could probably use some counseling uh she probably that might could. like help. it not I with the dying know. she's gonna die But But this is the other thing, like,
0: but, like, what can Buffy possibly say?
1: Uh, It's difficult. (laughs) Have (laughs) someone there to listen to her? I don't know.
0: Yeah. So Buffy hears this and her first instinct is, I'm going to save this person, which is Mm -hmm. fine. That's what Buffy does. And she doesn't want to believe that the future is fixed in the way that Cassie is basically saying it is. Yep. And, like, this is my problem, I guess, with this episode. What's that? It's like, what's the point? Of trying to Of, like, any of it. Well, like, this what's, is an What's interesting the episode thing. saying?
1: Uh, that sometimes heroes can't save everything. And this is actually something that's explored in a few other things. Like if you enjoy this episode or if you enjoy what that is like, um, there's an episode of Scrubs that does something similar where it's not like exactly the same thing because there isn't a precognition that someone will die. But JD goes through this entire episode of like, no one dies tonight. Or I guess Dr. Cox does. Yeah, like, Like, no one dies in the ER tonight. That is what's going to happen. I have control over this much. And it's Buffy trying to exert control, just as Dr. Cox tries to in that Scrubs episode. There's also a collection of short stories called Machine of Death, put out by Ryan North, that is very good and explores this. It's all about, there's a mystical machine that takes a drop of your blood and tells you how you will die, but it's vague enough that it always comes true and might be ironic, like old age means you might get hit by an old person driving a car. Right. And that actually has a bunch of these explorations of like, obviously the future is fixed, but people are still going to try to rail against it in some way. And I I think that's interesting, where a hero can't save someone but has to try.
0: I agree, like those... Other examples, I think I would enjoy more because I think there's something about the having a person who has precognition tell you that, like, you can't do anything about it. And, of course, Buffy's still going to try. Of course, the Scoobies are still going to try. But there's just a futility to it that, like, because they have someone who can see the future or see parts of the future, I just, (laughs) I don't know. It Like, I get that. Sometimes Buffy's going to fail. She's going to try her hardest and it's not going to she's not going to be able to do it. And like that's happened. It's not like she's won every battle she's ever fought. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't know what this is adding by having someone say you can't save me because I've seen the future and then that future comes true.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I don't have a good defense of this episode at that point. I think that yeah that that is exactly what happens, right? She sees the future, the future happens. Bada bing, bada boom, as New Yorkers might say.
0: Yeah, and it just, like, at the end, I just am left thinking, like, then what was the point of all of this?
1: What's the point of any of this, Michaela? (laughs) I
0: suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know why this episode in particular, well, I've never really enjoyed it, so then... I suppose I have those, like, those sort of feelings going in where I'm, like, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to, like, dare the episode to prove me wrong this time. And, of course, it won't because, like, what's going to happen is what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, the future is fixed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't have to know. This is not a very well-liked episode. I'll say that I had a better time with it than I think most other people did. I yeah. didn't mind this episode, honestly.
0: Well, and up to the end, I don't mind it, honestly. Like, the things that are happening, Dawn being useful, like Buffy being at her new counseling job, I actually like all of that stuff. And, like, they're doing the Scooby thing the way that they sort of used to and the way that we're getting back to. There's, like, a mystery for Buffy to solve, all that, all that good stuff. And then just at the end, it's like, the episode just sort of ends because Buffy doesn't... She's like, well, if I can't save everyone then what do i do and there's no answer to that and i get that that's the point yeah (laughs) but then i'm still like i don't know
1: (laughs) see i could have actually done with with less of the occult stuff happening this episode because we will see that they're hearkening back to reptile boy for some reason
0: god i felt like it i was just (laughs) getting such reptile boy vibes holy shit
1: And I don't know why they've done this. It seems very strange. But I think it might have been a more interesting look or a more interesting episode if they had just said, okay. Like not had that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like what occult is happening and the answer is nothing. And it's like, oh, then why will Cassie die? It's like, we don't know. But you know what? We're going to try to understand what this is like for her as this is happening. And that has resonances with terminal illness in a lot of ways, because maybe she has a terminal illness and they could have explored something around that. Instead, there's a lot of like, what's going on that's occult? And the answer is often probably nothing, but Buffy doesn't accept that until there is something occult happening. And that, mmm. It distracts from, I think, what could have been the more interesting part of this, which is what's going on with Cassie right now.
0: Because it's supposed to be the misdirect of, it was this, and, like, this is a thing Buffy can stop. Mm -hmm. And then it, it was never that at all. Like... And and when Cassie has the speech about how, you know, this isn't her choice, she doesn't want it to happen, and she has all these things that she wants to do and she doesn't get to do those things, that mm-hmm. does resonate with me. And it's sort of reminiscent of Buffy being in her situation where right? she doesn't get a choice either, right? And I like all of that. And then just like at the end, it all falls flat for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the writers had some glimpses of what would be interesting and then just lost track of them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the Buffy writers, they've got this this urban youth that Buffy threatens to go upside the head of. And uh-huh. obviously that's a stunning example of them being uh, woke, I think, is what we would call them, right? <laughs> the more the most woke part of this episode though it happens like right now when buffy's yep. like okay principal wood this kid said that she was going to kill herself or like she's gonna die i'm telling you what should i be doing and he he's more fatalistic about it he's like okay you've done what you should have done which is tell me and now we can try to make sure that everything's going okay and buffy at some point manages to ask Principal Wood whether he is from the Hood. Talk like that is taken pretty seriously where I come from. The Hood? Beverly Hills.
0: This fucking... Like, when Buffy said that, I was just like, what are you doing, show? Like, right? you've never had a black character recur on the show really before, in this way at least, just be like a normal character, and this is how you're gonna treat that character? By asking if he came from the hood? What? what? And like, no, Principal Wood
1: plays it off as a funny joke, he's from Beverly Hills, and you're Ha-ha. like, no, this is blatant racism in the workplace.
0: But you know, and then that just made me kind of sad, because I'm like, of course he just plays this off as a joke, this happens course, to him all the time. Right? And that's that's really depressing. Oh my god.
1: So, holy shit, Buffy. I yeah. I don't know whatever the fuck else happened in this scene because Buffy was like, "Oh, Principal Wood, you're from the hood, right?" I'm like, "What?" And I couldn't focus on anything else because she's really <laughs> gross for no reason.
0: Yeah. Uh Principal Wood has a huge shirt on? Yes. Yeah. So I've He told should him get a smaller shirt. Get a smaller shirt cuz good God, it's
1: hard, man. When you're tall but like thin, and mm. the stores don't have a lot of like you know what slim cut shirts. Mm. But yeah. then
0: at that point, like just tailor him a shirt, you know. Yes. Oh he's no, a, the show
1: should be doing a better job. He's, he's a main an character actor
0: on a on a show. He needs yeah. to look like he isn't swimming around in
1: this shirt and that was the greatest disservice they did to this character this Uh, episode
0: if only if fucking only Uh, buffy what the fuck what is Uh, your?
1: cassie's paramour
0: is mike
1: a guy with a super dumb haircut
0: (laughs) it's terrible hair
1: don't date guys with dumb hair is what i have titled this picture because his hair is the worst
0: Right? Like, he wants to go to the winter formal with Cassie, but she is like, are you going to have that hair? I don't think. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. So
1: Buffy has recruited Dawn to help her figure out what's going on with Cassie here. Sure, whatever. (laughs) We've got this Cassie-Mike thing happening where maybe Mike is going to be so jealous of, like... Or so mad that Cassie keeps rejecting him, that he goes crazy and kills her. Who knows?
0: That just makes me think that Dawn has zero insight. Mm. Because yeah. she's met Mike. Like, that's not at all the vibe that's coming off Mike. He's a goofy friend. Like, right? he's just, he's a goofy guy. And, yeah. I mean, these people can, can change on a dime. I understand that. Go from, like, goofy haha. ha But even him asking Cassie to the formal like it's not at all there's nothing threatening about it he's just like come on wouldn't that be nice if we went together like i kind of like you would be cool and she's just like no and he accepts that and yeah he doesn't even push it
1: very hard like he's asked a lot and i get that vibe from it where like you know this is not the first time he's been like hey we should go to winter formal together but (laughs) he doesn't push it very hard and when she's like no he's like okay well see you later hey don yeah he's like
0: i tried again and like this is the guy that don's like he's gonna snap (laughs)
1: like (laughs) yeah it's not not high insight yeah cassie is reading slaughterhouse five to fit in with her so alternative vibe and the unfortunate thing (laughs) is right that slaughterhouse five is a good book yeah unfortunately it's also the top of like high school slash early college pretentious asshole reading
0: this is the thing and like things generally have to be a good book to Mm -hmm. get put in that box (laughs) but yeah when Cass is like oh you know i'm just reading this slaughterhouse five book because i wanted to read it for me not because the school told me to read it you're just like okay we get it are we gonna read some of your fucking poetry now we are
1: (laughs) always yeah oh Uh. man
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah, Yeah. right. We've got the joke about Googling someone sounding strange from Xander. Good job, you.
0: Yo, that like, that joke obviously does not age well. (laughs) No.
1: But
0: (laughs) as a fun fact, this is the first use of Google as a verb in television. Whoa. Right?
1: Well (laughs) done. Yeah. And it doesn't need to age well because this is topical humor.
0: Yeah. The uh, wiki has a description of what google is because it has the uh, the <laughs> pop culture, culture? Yeah. references yeah oh boy do you want me to read it
1: no i would it's... really rather not <laughs> i can imagine and i just it's not something i want to listen to
0: it's like four sentences long it's oh quite yeah
1: so i won't i won't do that to you <laughs> okay so yes Cassie's website, they're doing a bunch of research into this person that is, like, really invasive. Willow, or Allison Hannigan, has shown up to her second day of filming, and the rest of her scenes this episode are just in this house on this computer. Like, they were all done in about a half hour.
0: I've called her, called this picture, of Willow is the couch- Mm. And now, I know she's not sitting on the couch.
1: But it's like if she wrapped she herself were, in it and yeah, up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she would be one with the couch. Yeah. Buffy's pretty brown here, too. I don't know what is happening on Willow's It's Street. the lighting. Yeah. It's
1: got to be the lighting, because this is the know. same two-pink outfit that Buffy was wearing before, I think. No, it's not. Oh, isn't it? That was short Oh, it's got different sleeves, yeah. Buffy nice. wears
0: so many outfits this episode. Just changing like, it up. It's just an unreal amount anyways but yeah they found cassie's personal website it's got her art it's got her poems they're reading auto
1: scrolling for some reason boo cassie boo Boo. (laughs) you deserve Uh, to die no
0: whoa whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa, 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 whoa. yeah at first i thought for sure willow was hacking but i Mm. really would not call this hacking no no it's just just simple googling yeah yeah for
1: sure (laughs) So, right. Don thinks the paramour, Mike, will be killing, what's her name, Cassie? Buffy (laughs) thinks it's going to be Cassie's drunken father, who has had various incidents before.
0: Oh, because they do hack the police website to find out about him, right?
1: Always got to be some hacking going on. And they're like, all right, well, let's go over to see the father. Everyone gets up, including Willow, and all leave the house, leaving Don behind, because we haven't learned that lesson yet. Oh my god, where
0: does Willow go?
1: Willow disappears she because disappears. Allison Hannigan had other shit to do.
0: I didn't even notice that she just disappeared she gets between up and leaves here the at the dad's house.
1: <laughs> and then the dad's shit. house is Xander and Buffy. Yeah.
0: Shit! Well, they pulled the wool over my eyes, so, you know. <laughs>
1: and it's great that Xander's here too, because they show up at the drunken father's house, and Buffy's like, hi- I'm the counselor from your daughter's <laughs> school. And this, this is my Xander. weird friend. <laughs> uh,
0: like, it's pretty strange that Buffy's even there to begin with. And just no explanation at all of what the fuck Xander's doing there.
1: Hi, I'm gonna come into your house and accuse you of drunkenly beating your daughter. And How's that gonna go like, for me? And
0: killing your daughter. This is horrible. This poor man. Like, okay, he has a problem with alcohol. That's yeah. a common thing that people have but she basically is like i think that you're gonna hurt your daughter in a drunken rage and like yeah she's like what are you doing with your life buffy good lord
1: yeah it's um as much as we hate on xander like buffy is she's a weird character right and you cannot watch this show and earnestly think like oh yeah buffy's super cool she is so weird her she detective work is things.
0: garbage. No. She's doing no, that no, thing no. where she just comes and accuses the person of exactly what, you know, there are there are ways to approach this sure. where she could get the same information that she ends up getting but not accuse this poor man who in a few days time will have his life further destroyed by yeah. the death of his daughter. Yeah. I really feel for this man, honestly.
1: You should Buffy yeah. does weird and terrible things to him for yeah. no reason. We get some stuff in at some point. There's some cultists in a robe and it's guys, it's going to be reptile boy all over again. But there's oh, one guy that looks robes. like the the robes are so ill fitting.
0: <laughs> and are? I've managed to
1: capture oh this God. guy. Oh my God.
0: Oh, what's happening? Oh, it's <laughs> they really did not fit these robes very well to nope. the people who are wearing them wow
1: so they're doing some magic in i'm
0: sure it's the school library yeah and
1: uh yeah burning pictures of cassie at some point in here sure whatever
0: there's lots of coins blah 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 she talked about coins or something yeah
1: there's weird coins gonna happen yeah sure whatever (laughs) buffy goes to find spike because you know we haven't seen him this episode yet so it's the logical next place to go
0: and i understand that we need to see him this episode because he's you know In the cast slash credits oh i actually have something to say about anya Mm. right after this yes right but like when she goes to spike and she's like do you know anything about this girl that's gonna die you're just like are you at the the end of your rope here (laughs) buffy like what are these straws you're grasping at spike doesn't know shit
1: no he doesn't hey i'm super impressed still that he managed to pull himself together enough to go get a haircut in episode two like, right? What the? He's so crazy that he's mad pistache.
0: Pistache.
1: Pistache. But then Buffy, I really didn't appreciate how poorly she comes off this episode because <gasps> she is annoyed by the fact that he's mentally ill. She's like, right? oh, I don't have time for this, Spike. Your craziness. I need to figure this other thing out. And you're like, "Did you went to see him knowing full well what's going on with him right now.
0: And, like, he asks her not to leave him alone. And she's like, I'm pretty sure that it's making it worse that I'm here. And you're like, you have no way of knowing that. He's asking you to stay. I think that means that you're not making it worse. What? What? Puffy. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. And so all she does is she goes to harass Spike and then she's pissed when he knows nothing. Because how would he know anything? And she's pissed that
1: he's mentally
0: ill and making it harder to talk to. Like. It's, so, just, it's not his fault. No. And like, so she still doesn't know what to do with the fact that he went and got a soul for like her, not essentially. At all. So she doesn't know how to interact with him. But she's also treating him like garbage, yeah. which makes no sense.
1: And I was complaining that that episode like didn't really need to be seen. And yeah, yeah this episode certainly doesn't treat it as though it's important. Mm-hmm. Like, Buffy as far as I can tell, doesn't act as though she knows Spike has a soul.
0: Right? She's just like, oh, Spike's so crazy. I can't figure it out. Better just wait <laughs> you know till he exactly gets over why. it. know <laughs> why. He had a 10-minute monologue. Saying confusing things about why he's crazy.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, Second Anya. segment. Oh, Anya. Anya Let yes. me tell you about
0: Anya, and then we can go into that. So Emma Caulfield is still credited in this episode. Mm-hmm. And apparently she was in a scene that they cut. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. So it's a scene in which Anya attempts to get a woman to make a wish in revenge for her boyfriend for getting her birthday, but accidentally ends up counseling her into forgiving him instead. Again? And so that's just that's just like I'm, you can see why they cut it. Yeah, because you know? like, we don't need- do that exact same thing. Every other episode. Okay, next episode, we're actually gonna do some legit Anya stuff, and I cool. know I've said that before, but yeah, this you did time, say I'm that about lying. episode two, I think. this time it's real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, this time you mean it. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> Michaela, I think it's time to dip into our second segment, the next yearly installment of Valentine's Veterans Advice. Is heaven missing an angel? Cause you've got nice cans. My two favorite things are commitment and changing myself.
0: Whoa, what's happening here?
1: <laughs> this episode is coming out February thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Oh, wow. One day before Valentine's Day. So guys, there's still time left to celebrate the second worst holiday of the year. Because New what's Year's worse? is worst. You think? I think New Year's is worst.
0: I really don't like Valentine's Day. Maybe but. maybe
1: the worst holiday of the year then. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because Easter's pretty chill. You know, it's getting warmer and stuff. Christmas is great. <laughs> Everyone loves Christmas.
0: Because at least with New Year's, you get a day off. Yeah. Valentine's true. Day, you don't get shit. You just still have to go to work.
1: And it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right. So the worst holiday <laughs> of the year. Our advice here, I'm... You know, I'm well-practiced at this. I've got a wife now. And how do you get one of those, you ask? <laughs> well, lies. Michaela, lies is the way.
0: Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> it's an easy way to make yourself seem better without having to do any work. Like, you know, you've got crushing anxiety. Lie about it. You've got a lack of meaning in your life. Just lie about that. Maybe wow. there's a dearth of interesting events in your past. Lie about it. Make some up, you know? A good found good relationship is built on lies.
0: Right. So... For Valentine's Day, I should get lies. Yeah, for for other people, yeah. Significant other. Yeah, it's an easy
1: way to keep people interested in you and to make them interested in the first place.
0: (laughs) I do need help with that, you're right. Lie about it, boom, (laughs) (laughs) So this is your love advice. Yes. Is what you're saying. Correcto. Yeah.
1: Do you have any wisdom to impart to the crowd?
0: Wow, it's funny because even before... You said that. I probably would have said that you should be as honest as possible. Oh, boo. Bad with advice. Your, no with more. your partner. <laughs> mm.
1: Not going to win friends that way.
0: Foundation of mutual respect and honesty. Who needs any of that? Actually, <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh-huh. And like, this is just something I was thinking about the other day. Stu likes to tell me that he has a policy of trust but verify when I yep. tell him things. Mm-hmm. So- and, like, my argument here is that if he has to verify it, he didn't actually trust me, did he? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> hmm. Now, I've heard this phrase bandied about a lot in tech. It's a right. a common phrase to use. And I've uh-huh. never really thought about the implications of it uh, until yeah. now. Uh, he goes in with the assumption that you are correct. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's the assumption that you're correct. But he's but... going to make sure that you haven't been misled by other facts so like if
0: i say yes i put this thing we're intending to bring in the bag and then he goes to the bag to check whether or not it's there (laughs) i should i should be fine with that (laughs) 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 yes (laughs) yes
1: Uh, how immediate is this like going to check the bag
0: uh right after he asks me <laughs> like and he
1: goes there assuming that the thing will be in the bag
0: yeah and to- then it <laughs> is yeah i think that's trusting but terrifying but like i It just makes me feel like the trust step never happened. But didn't...
1: it? (laughs) It's not an externally visible trust, certainly. No. But it's internal. He's internalized it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. But, like, what does it matter? If he's going to check either way, it's it's not relevant whether or not he believed me.
1: I'm not sure you're imagining (laughs) Stu complexly enough at this point. Because I think you think... All of Stu's actions, as visible from the outside, are a perfect reflection of his inner life, when in reality, (laughs) all right, so I've managed to step in the middle of some sort of tiff, uh, and my Valentine's veteran's advice is going to be, don't do that ever. That's a freebie for you listeners. I knew you were going to take his side.
0: Man, you always do.
1: (laughs) okay and i want to say this isn't about sides but you know what that just gets deeper into it Uh, the panic i'm really enjoying
0: i have to say
1: can we move on can we go back to the episode the super good episode
0: oh good stuff man good stuff all right so what are we
1: doing buffy confronts mike about going crazy and potentially murdering cassie and is very aggressive about it
0: and Mike's just like, whoa, 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 lady, calm down. Like, sure, I would like to go with her, but if she doesn't want to go, that's cool too.
1: Doesn't it make you crazy when she <laughs> yeah. when she refuses you? He's like, yeah, feel all sorts of crazy feelings, and she's like, yeah, crazy stabbing feelings. He's like, no, no. Like- He's
0: like, I'm I'm a teenaged male, so you know.
1: <laughs> I like girls. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, and I like Cassie, but if she doesn't feel the same way, then I accept it and yep. move on. With yeah. my life. He's yeah.
1: remarkably straightforward. He's so mature. And mature for a teenage Damn. male. Yeah. Like,
0: he's really, he seems really cool. Like, at yeah. this point, I was like, oh my god, Don date Mike. I Absolutely. love
1: Mike. <laughs> Yeah. Mike's like, well, I'm thinking of your sister as a backup, which Buffy is hilariously offended by. I actually quite She's... like it.
0: Yeah. She was your second choice. Yeah. and earlier, good stuff. God, earlier when Buffy's
1: doing all the counseling, and Don comes in to give her the business <laughs> of, like... <laughs> Making her, in her professional capacity, listen to her her sister's problems with herself? It sounds like it's difficult for you. Like, maybe your sister makes it hard for you to establish your own identity.
0: You said she's controlling, she doesn't let you make your own decisions.
1: Yeah, and she borrows my clothes without asking.
0: It's hilarious. It's so good. Uh, it's such a better Xander than Xander's been. Oh uh, Yeah, Xander's never been that fun. Good Lord. No.
1: Okay, so yeah. Um, there's this weird locker inspection going on, and a coin collection drops out of it, and Buffy is like, <gasps> coins! Cassie said something about coins! I'm gonna find out whose locker this is and be weirdly aggressive towards them now.
0: So aggressive. I've got a picture of Buffy in the worst pants. Oh, she's the worst pants. She's also wearing just a humongous, flowy shirt. And it looks like she's not really wearing pants
1: with the way this shirt ends below the, like...
0: Yeah, it's, it's not great. They're sort of like a light... Hand suede Mm. material. I hate them a lot. And her shirt is just like, it's billowing, you know?
1: This is not my least favorite Buffy outfit this episode, though. No, no, we'll get there.
0: Oh, fuck's sakes.
1: Yeah, Yeah. right.
0: And no, like, she earlier said that she was gonna, whatever, smack the other student or or something. But like, she actively threatens this one. yep. In a very real she should be fired, way. Oh, for sure. You can't
1: yeah. threaten to hit kids just because no. they aren't telling you about their coin collection. And <laughs> this interaction is so strange, right? Because she's got this kid who had the coin collection in his locker, and he right. denies knowledge of everything. And I'm everything. like, of everything? Like, you don't know, you didn't know there were coins in your locker? And that's He's never a terrible really, liar. I guess. But like the other reading of this is that Buffy has pulled a kid who has a coin collection into her office and then threatens him for no reason. And like right. there's a a fully plausible scenario in which case, in which this kid just has a weird coin collection and has heard about some people who are going to mess with Cassie. Or hasn't even heard of them having any sort of plan. And Buffy's
0: just threatening him for no reason. Like, that could easily be what happened. I will say that Buffy showing up wearing one of the robes later really comes down on the side of this kid was directly involved.
1: Yes, I think he was. But yeah. I before that happened, I didn't think he was. And it's fully plausible that he wasn't.
0: Yeah, and like when this scene ends, you're like, "Is this just a guy?" Yeah, like, is Buffy... I thought it was just What's a guy. happening? Yeah.
1: But it's television, so she turned out to be right. But you're like, "This is so weird, man. It's so right. strange. It's the weirdest thing." Don's doing a bit of hanging out with Cassie and trying to like get some more information out of her, and Don is blazing it in this picture. Yep, which she... I've called "I hate this jacket." <laughs> This jacket and then this eyeshadow, holy Ugh. god, man! It's a combo
0: and a half. And, I, and like this jacket over this shirt. No. So it's... like there are elements of the color of the shirt in the jacket, but it's too much. The so, shirt is too much.
1: So it is a red blazer, like a maroon yeah. blazer, maroon with little flecks of confetti almost on it. And yeah. there's a light blue shirt light blue. on underneath, and some of the flecks are light blue. And then her eyes somehow make her look like she has fish eyes from the side. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It's real unattractive and just, oh no, or like, mm, is this Avril Lavigne eye? Like too much eyeliner and then eyeshadow smudged around it? Is that what's happening here? Her face looks weird. So after Don and Cassie are walking around, we get some of Home Improvement Kid wandering up. He's, you know, being mean to Don for whatever reason and... Uh, I don't know we got the the cultists Cassie vanished whatever
0: is he being mean to Don so that they can snatch Cassie
1: I think so so that other people can come up and grab her
0: because he pretends like he's asking Don to the winter formal and then said he's just being a dick and like there's no point to it I guess to show that he's a dick and then when he's a cultist we're like oh he was recently mean to Don I don't know
1: makes sense right man yeah. winter formal event of the season
0: well we know how intense everyone is about their may queens <laughs> <Jesus>. and their <laughs> oh god i forgot about may queen yeah oh, they love nonsense. that shit man
1: <laughs> yeah they definitely do
0: yeah
1: yes so we've got the whole thing and it's a it's reptile boy again you've got these it's exactly reptile boy high yeah. school guys who are going to <laughs> sacrifice a lady and For that's riches. going to get them riches and I'm like, why? No one likes Reptile Boy. People don't hate it as much as I do generally, but no one likes it except for Teeks, actually. I think think that was one of the original well, Teeks ones where I was like, shit, who is this that look, likes Reptile yeah. Boy?
0: Well, here's here's my rebuttal to you. Mm-hmm. Because no one remembers Reptile Boy, oh, it's they a great were thing like
1: to do again, yeah.
0: <sighs> we can do it again. No one knows we did it in the first place.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they get all the way through this ritual up until they like offering Cassie as a sacrifice. They're like, okay, you show up, demon, you give us riches, then we'll kill her, and everything will be great. And then Buffy's like, haha, I was here the entire time under a robe. And you're like,
0: why, time.
1: why did you let them get that far through the ritual?
0: How did no one notice?
1: How did no one notice that one of you was a chick? Was Buffy, your faces <laughs> so are all uncovered. Tiny?
0: It's not like she was wearing some hood where you couldn't see her face because it was obscured by shadow. No, you no. could just see all their faces and then oh one of them's Buffy. No one noticed. Wacky.
1: And she's like, haha, I interrupted things. The demon hasn't been summoned. And it's like, no, you specifically didn't interrupt things. The demon has been summoned and it's
0: angry. Like she could have stopped them right when she saw that Cassie was there. At Instead Anytime. She- she lets Tool Time hold a like butcher knife up to Cassie's throat. Like what? Insane, insane. Gee, like, but I it just don't comes know, off so man. poorly in this
1: episode, and I didn't realize until now.
0: And like, she punches Tool Time in the face. His face should be shattered. Oh, it should. It's be not. in
1: like concave. Right.
0: She like kicks him in the chest. His entire, all of his ribs should be broken. Mm-hmm. Not, not true. No.
1: So, right, demon shows up, they're fighting it. Well, Buffy's fighting it. It's not going well. Spike shows up. He's got a flaming torch. That starts to go better. The um the effect of the demon being on fire is not particularly good, but it is no. much better than the demon exploding effect.
0: Right, yeah. There's a lot of... Oh, God, just think about how much better this would be without this stupid demon here. Yep. Oh, I, guess, I guess Buffy, they... Their, their thinking was probably that Buffy needs something legit to fight, but it just all comes off so poorly, and the demon is ridiculous. The explosion, like, who's cleaning this up, you know? Who's cleaning this up? How many of these kids is? are going
1: to jail? Uh, none of them, I guess. Probably. They're all gonna be fine. And, and they Buffy's were gonna, just sacrifice gonna wander a around with
0: these people in the school? The attempted murderers, yeah. What there it's like was a, first
1: degree murder. There was a trap, <laughs> a booby trap that was referenced before, and Whoa, this Buffy is leading Cassie trap. out of the school. It goes off, and it's a crossbow bolt, and Buffy manages to catch it just before it hits Cassie, and she thinks she's done all the things. She saved Cassie, but uh oh, Cassie falls over, dies anyway.
0: And like, not to harp on this booby trap, but if what if some unsuspecting person came in the school? Like these guys were willing to kill multiple people.
1: Oh yeah. They wanted to it's kill insane. a lot of people.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it turns out Cassie has a congenital heart defect. Mm-hmm. Something? Yep. Something medicine-y Yeah. Yep.
1: Medicinal and heart related and Buffy couldn't have done anything to stop it anyway. Now, <laughs> back back in season 5 in the body. Yeah. Teeks managed to ruin this for me. Cuz yeah, the entire way right. through, I was like, oh, Did Cassie you know? dies of natural causes. Oh yeah. The entire way through, I was like, oh, Cassie dies of natural causes. So the entire demon subplot actually surprised me most where I was like, oh, this is weird. There's a demon subplot. Oh, she dies of
0: natural causes. She dies of yeah. natural
1: causes. I know that much.
0: Yeah, and that's why I don't know if you recall how upset I was at Teeks for that. Oh yeah, because that is like that literally ruins the. I mean, it doesn't ruin the whole episode, I guess, it but it does pulls ruin this reveal. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like a lot,
1: a lot, it a really lot. Really
0: gives it away. That you're, yeah. So Teeks, <sighs> that's quite <laughs> the thing for Teeks to put in that
1: that review two was two seasons ago. Was marked with this review may contain spoilers.
0: So, wasn't it my (laughs) own fault? (laughs) That's true. You can't complain. You were warned, fairly Uh, warned.
1: It was great. Yeah. And now we get to Buffy's worst outfit of the episode. She's got a. Willow also looks like garbage. Tracksuit. A velour tracksuit.
0: I also have the words writ- uh, velour tracksuit written in my notes. So yeah, it is bananas. B A N A N A S. <sighs> it's brown. It's very shiny. And this is Buffy's sad clothing, I guess. I guess. Because <laughs> she's sad about Cassie.
1: <gasps> uh, Willow's dressed in some garbage. She's got some bright red pants on and a white shirt oh man
0: with like a weird red stripe everyone looks she does come back yeah i
1: thought that she didn't appear again but no they're in the house again yeah
0: so she just popped a different shirt on and sat on the couch
1: no that's because
0: yeah if she kept that other shirt she would be the couch so Mm -hmm. that's no good
1: but that's literally what happened with this episode they were like okay allison hannigan we got you for the lakeside graveyard and we got you for the summer's house and then you're good to go (laughs) you will vanish mysteriously on the way to the drunken father's house (laughs) So yeah, that, <gasps> that is our episode. Go? Yeah. People are sad about Cassie dying, basically. Michaela. <laughs> yes. You loved this episode?
0: I really didn't. <laughs> and like, I don't have a problem with this idea that A hero can't always save everyone. Mm -hmm. I think that there are lots of examples of that that I enjoy. None are coming to mind. But just there's just such a futility when one of the characters can see the future. I mean, anything where anyone can see the future, it's sort of like, well, okay, so what are we all doing? I don't know.
1: While I didn't dislike this episode, I think it was confused about what it was trying to do in a lot of ways that make it less fun. Because it really lacks focus and a point. Like, if they were trying to make any sort of point, then this episode would be a lot better, but they just aren't. They don't know what they're doing. And then Buffy repeatedly, and in new and interesting ways, finds ways to be awful.
0: She's really not coming off well this episode like (laughs) the main character of this show seven seasons in too and they don't know what makes Buffy likable Buffy's good for punching things i think that they've been very clear about that
1: yeah Uh, dawn comes off much better than she usually does and honestly we we talked about this before dawn came into the show but i was like you know how much will i hate dawn turns out the answer is not very much i kind of like her she's She's pretty
0: good. I've really turned a corner on Dawn because, I mean, season five, she's supposed to be the annoying little sister. And then they kind of get over that, but they have no idea what to do with her in season six. Mm -hmm. And letting her be part of the gang is just so... You're like, why didn't you do this before, you idiots? I
1: hate how long it takes them to figure out something as basic as part of the main cast should be part of the main cast, you know? That is ridiculously long time coming. And again, they forget Dawn at home this episode. And you're like, no. They do. We have learned and learned and learned this lesson. Yeah. But they don't.
0: Yeah. So we went into this and, you know, Dawn, Tara, Riley are my... (sighs) least favorite characters i would Uh say i have really i think i turned a corner on tara as well yes not from the perspective where i'm like yes she's a great character but that i really feel that it's the writer's fault less so than the character of tara Mm -hmm. and i think that there are a lot of interesting things they could have done with tara (laughs) so many riley (laughs) yeah riley is they also they assassinate riley's character in a big way but like i didn't really like him before that
1: no i don't think he was interested. Right. i think the best riley is when he doesn't actually know that buffy is there and like he doesn't give a shit yes. about her and then when he starts before they're together about her,
0: yeah riley's amazing
1: he's so yeah. funny because it's like who the fuck is that it's like oh it's a weird buffy chick like wow she seems very strange i want. I mean she's a to gross little her.
0: freshman yeah right yeah
1: uh yeah before we go on to teeks do we have a quick best outfit
0: I was just thinking about how I don't... I kind of hate everything. Like
1: nothing is good here, right?
0: Nope. Oof.
1: We might have to call this one a wash.
0: I mean, I'm tempted to just go with Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, she because actually does, does look pretty good. Because at the very least, she looks good, the lip color is good, and... I mean, the shirt isn't that bad. It is pretty cowboy. Yeah. But again, it doesn't look bad. And I think it looks professional. Yes. It's the way she should be looking at her professional job. So <laughs> yee is the winner. That's the <laughs> kind of episode we had.
1: <laughs> Isn't it just, oh man. Yeah. I'm also, I'm re-looking at that picture and the fact that Zachary Ty Bryan as a name has three Y's in it and a Z, like, <laughs> God damn, that kid's good at Scrabble.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's crushing it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's not how scrabble works i know
0: um at all no
1: is there is there a winner is there for a winner? this episode uh, dawn is mine dawn, she gets a friend yeah. she loses that friend and she has like a little journey with that but she does some detective work and she's funny
0: and maybe she has a date to the winter formal now her and mike <laughs> can bond over the loss of cassie Shared trauma
1: yeah dang yeah all right uh, i good. don't
0: i mean i i don't think we're ever seeing mike
1: again no no i would highly suspect
0: no. not Michaela, Teeks has written
1: a review for this episode. What do you think it's called? Oh,
0: good. Oh, the one <laughs> where Cassie dies of natural causes.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, no. The one where Cassie <laughs> thinks she's going to die, which I love oh, as come a on. Teeks you've title. Already,
0: you've already given it away in a previous review, <laughs> Teeks. <Right? laughs> Why are you playing so cagey now?
1: Yeah, uh, this, being all coy. This fucking review is so good because... It front loads a lot of things and then like (laughs) things that take no time in the episode take up half of this review easily. I'm looking at the words then Cassie is kidnapped by other students at the school and that is literally Uh in the top half of this review
0: whoa 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 teeks like, all right
1: absolute madness so in this episode buffy has been working as a counselor at sunnydale high and she thinks she hasn't been making any difference god this is still going giving any good advice or helping anyone <laughs> okay that was all one sentence fantastic Ooh, long, yeah um but also incorrect right like this is yeah. her first week as counselor she is nervous about that but hasn't actually started yet when the episode starts
0: yeah. But one
1: day yeah. a girl, Cassie, oh my god. No, oh so commas. But one day, comma, a girl, comma, Cassie comes along, like there should oh. be a comma after Cassie. Yeah. Comes along and tells Buffy that she's going to die on Friday. Everyone investigates to find out if she's suicidal and it turns out that she's not. Don tries to help her, but no one seems to be able to. Then Cassie is oh kidnapped by other students at the school. Like again, we've got so much review left. She is supposed to be sacrificed to a demon so that the boys can be rich. How original yes teeks it is ripping themselves off buffy steps in and saves the day along with spike thanks spike is here which is actually how the episode <gasps> treats spike
0: uh, I, yeah that's accurate yeah
1: the main focus of this review is on the small interaction that we didn't even touch on cassie tells spike that buffy will wa- will tell her one day we don't know it, what it actually uh-huh. means but you can have your guess we will find out eventually <laughs> At the end of the episode, Cassie has a heart attack, no. and sadly, Kama dies. Everyone is shocked. Oh boy. But Buffy understands that there was nothing she could do. Grossly inaccurate. That is not an accurate summary of what Buffy feels.
0: No. no. <laughs> she doesn't understand. She, she doesn't feels understand anything. helpless. <laughs> and she doesn't know what to do because she feels like she's not a hero. She she's on more. Yeah, she doesn't want to accept it. Like Dawn has to be the one to tell her that. She tried and she did all that she could do. And Buffy's still like, no, that's <laughs> wrong. And you're like, no, it's not. <sighs>
1: Overall, like, yeah. I give this episode a 7 out of 10. And I give that rating, that review a 10 out of 10. That was 100% yeah, inaccurate. And just yeah. did not follow just the flow bananas. of the episode in any way. Good lord. Love it. Um, this is and a you know a what? Hated maybe, episode.
0: maybe that's part of my problem with it is that Buffy's inability to accept that there are things she can't.
1: Oh, yeah, there is at, no moving on from it.
0: Buffy doesn't learn anything. Yeah.
1: That's true. There's no arc like, to this episode.
0: <laughs> no. L- like we get to the end and other people are trying to tell Buffy, no, this is the lesson you should have learned, that sometimes <laughs> you can't you can't win at everything. You can't change the future whatever and buffy's just like i don't accept that and then the episode ends
1: wow you're right yeah that's um yeah so people hate this episode (laughs) yeah a a completely out of left field episode i just don't get this episode buffy's new job rough start help unfortunately it's unfortunately this episode slash series is beyond help you know you got some ones out of tens you got some sixes sevens eights that sort of thing not well-liked.
0: Uh, it's 90 out of 144.
1: Compared to last episode, which was 84, I think. Last episode was leaps yeah. and bounds better than this one. I still
0: didn't hate it. Yeah, you're but... right. It was it was 84. But yeah, I, like, I just had such a better time yeah. last episode. People don't like it because it's horror.
1: I think that's what we decided on, basically.
0: Yeah, that was just a little too much yep. for some people.
1: Well, that was this episode buffy is just a train wreck all right uh michaela what do we have coming up next time
0: the next episode is called selfless
1: mm.
0: now as we mentioned earlier it will be heavily about anya and this time i'm not lying <laughs> yeah you were lying last time you were lying a lot there's there's even like multiple anya flashbacks in this episode oh dang all right it's about anya <laughs> okay that sounds
1: good. I'm excited for that.
0: Yes, yeah. I
1: am looking forward to this episode. Just a brief digression before we wrap things up. <laughs> so I'm watching now on Google Play Movies, which has the weird widescreen version. Sorry, guys, I don't think, oh, yeah. I don't think we can get Hulu. Whatever. It's we can't got the get same, shit. got the same thing that Netflix had, and that's fine. However, Google Play, when I go to Buffy, has a very strange behavior where it wants to show me one episode and this is not an episode okay. that i have seen and it's not the next episode that i haven't watched it just what? randomly chooses an episode so i think That's last time so strange. maybe it chooses the last episode what is it what does it show me i don't want to look too closely at it ever right cuz like
0: yeah it's going to fucking you don't want to know spoil
1: some things oh Probably. yeah no the top episode shown is season 7 episode 22 chosen and i'm like why are you showing me that why is that the thumbnail That you decide to cap this fucking season on. So anyway, whenever I go to Google Play, I have to fucking (laughs) navigate past that, which
0: is fun. As long as it's like a picture of Buffy, then you're fine, right? It is not. It's got other people (laughs) in it that's very worrying i I don't want to look at it i've
1: seen too much already don't look at it yeah i've seen too much
0: (laughs) you've seen everything yeah
1: i have seen it all all right so next time selfless that's going to be good and until then our listeners can always reach out to us via email beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com they can find the pictures on facebook and there are a bunch of them this time so go nuts there and if you want to reach out to us personally you can find us on tiktok which is a social network of short video live broadcasting i am on there at the party don't start till i walk in michaela
0: man i've actually heard of this one that's crazy
1: musically which is something that
0: we did before yeah i am on there at the tiktok man
1: very nice make sure to hashtag all of those ticks and or talks welcome to the hellmouth so we know you came from the show and until next time fare farewell well from, from the hellmouth welcome to the
0: hellmouth
1: Hell no? Hell Hell no. no.